Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball on the line after the Nationals' big 10-2 win over the St. Louis Cardinals. They win 5 out of 7 with the Cards this year. First series win against St. Louis since 2012, though they'd already guaranteed it before today. They went out and did it again. A big game from the Nationals. Strasburg, or Strasbunny as he's noted in my notes, 8-0 in 10 starts this season. The Nats 10-0 in his outings, 11-0 in his last 14, with the Nats 14-0 over that stretch, 21-2 uh, in his last 23 starts, going back to his return from the second DL stint last season. Three and a third scoreless to start today, Dave, but a 3-2 change to Brandon Moss gets absolutely crushed. Solo blast there, one nothing. Uh, it's the only run he ended up giving up in six six innings. Uh, Washington Post writer James Wagner noted it was the first home run on the change this season. Hitters were three for 50 versus a changeup before today. Uh, just left one up in the zone, got absolutely crushed, but really another strong start from Strasburg. He improved to 9-0 and on the year. Uh, six innings, one hit. Six innings, six hits, I'm sorry. One run, one earned run, two walks, four Ks, 104 pitches, 66 for strikes. Just uh, how many ground outs? Four to seven ground outs to fly out. Nothing really hit all that hard except for that home run, and he improves to 9-0 and on the year. Just a, really an amazing start to the season for Steven Strasburg, and good sign for the future because they have him locked up now for seven years going forward, and he's off to his best start so, so far in the majors. Yeah, you know um... – you mentioned the home run, and that was uh, really the, the one of the very few hard-hit balls against him today. But kind of a strange performance from him. Uh, only got four strikeouts in the six innings. Um, gave up a couple of walks, which is a little bit of a departure for him. Usually it's um, one or none, uh, especially only pitching six innings. But, um, it, but only gave up six hits and uh, seemed to be uh, in general control uh, even though he didn't have his good uh, strikeout stuff today. But um, really just a, a tremendous start for the season. He's off to a 9-0 and start. Um, you know, that, that's pretty flashy there. Uh, obviously, we're going to start talking about, um, now that we're getting to Memorial Day weekend, we're going to have to start talking about uh, all-star possibilities. And, and his, he's right up there with Jake Arrieta uh, at the top of the National League wins chart. And, Obviously, if Doghouse were here, he'd be chiming in about how pitchers wins is a lousy way to rate a pitcher, but um, but it's still done that way. Um, when you've got a sparkling uh, O record, a 9-0 and o record, um, that, that makes people take notice. And then you can look at the peripheral numbers. Um, uh, he's just uh, He's been tremendous. He's been the Nats' anchor. Uh, Max Scherzer has had higher highs, um, but he's also had more – uh, more valleys to go along with his peaks. Strasburg has been very consistent all season long. Uh, did it again today, holding down a very good hitting Cardinals team. Since you brought it up, if you're picking the Nationals representatives right now, uh, I, there's at least three I think that I could put on the All Star team right now. The best hitting catcher in the game right now, Wilson Ramos. Uh, Daniel Murphy, best hitter in the game overall right now. Steven Strasburg out there. Uh, that your three going right now? Anyone else you'd want to throw in there? Well, I think certainly Harper has to be in the discussion. He's among the National League leaders in home runs, uh, on-base percentage, OBP, uh, slugging. Uh, the only thing that isn't up there uh, to par with, with uh, what you would expect out of an all-star uh, is his batting average. But, um, you know, give him a month, and I'm sure that's going to be up closer to 300 than it will be to four, you know, to 240. 
that it is now. Um, and again, Harper will probably be voted in. Uh, so it's quite possible the Nats could have four all-star representatives. I certainly think Ramos uh, deserves mention this year. Um, obviously, the high batting average, um, he, he's as good a defensive uh, catcher um, just about. I mean, you've got, you've got anybody not named Molina, I should say, he's, he's, he's as good as anybody else. So, um, yeah, I certainly think he warrants mentioning. And, and obviously, Daniel Murphy um, is a shoe-in to make this all-star team. I mean, he's, he's, been, he's hit near 400 all season long. Uh, he's got half a dozen home runs. Uh, his defense has been passable, so um, so absolutely, I think that that um, that he's a shoe in as well. Hold on a minute, I'm lashing myself for not including Harper on my preliminary impromptu list of all stars. But Michael Walker on the mound for the Cardinals today, two and five in ten games before today, ten starts, five oh four ERA, three eight oh FIP, seven eight one Ks per nine, three point five eight walks per nine, a two eighty nine, three oh six, four fifty seven line against, and fifty five and a third. Uh, four innings in each of his last starts. He didn't make it out of the fourth or into the fifth, I should say. Uh, 70, 20 runs, 16 earned, and 12 innings pitched over those outings. Just a rough couple starts for him. Uh, got in trouble in the fourth today. RBI single by Bryce Harper. Two out, two run single by Wilson Ramos. Three to one at that point. He makes it through the sixth today, but uh, four hits, three runs, one walk, six Ks. The 2012 first round pick scuffling a little bit right now, but better than his last few outings today. He put together a decent start, but wasn't enough for the Cardinals to overcome the Nats today. Yeah, like Wayne Wright the other day, Waka's a pitcher that is better than his numbers have shown this year. Um, the Nats didn't do a whole lot against him. I mean, only got four hits and a walk over six innings. But uh, unlike uh, previous days this week where the Nats haven't had um, base hits when they've had guys on base, it, it happened today. Harper with the single, Ramos with the single. Um, they got the job done against Waka without the use of the home run. And then the Cardinals bullpen came in and it became home run derby again. So, um, you know, uh, the Nats uh, take the season series from the Cardinals. That's an important thing. The Cardinals have been uh, kind of a bugaboo for the Nats, um, really the entire existence of, of, of the, the franchise here in D.C., um, and especially the last few years since the Nats have gotten good. So um, it, it's nice to see them win the series. Uh, they took it on the chin the last couple of nights. They come back today and get a big win to, to even this, this uh um, the weekend series out, but to take the season series is an important thing against the Cardinals. After Strasburg was done for the day, Oliver Perez, Blake Trine, and Felipe Rivero combined to get the Nats through the seventh, but a sack fly in that inning got the cards within one at three to two. That is before Anthony Rendon stepped up, led off with a home run in the Nats eighth, four to two at that point. Rendon, 22 for 59 after that hit, 373, I'm sorry, 22 for 59, 373 average before today in his last 17 games. One for three with a home run at that point. Ended up getting another hit, two for four. And we've talked about Rendon kind of heating up ever since he moved to that sixth spot. Took a little pressure off maybe, or maybe he's just heating up and getting back in the swing of things with more at-bats that he's piling up after missing a lot of time last year. But whatever it is, he's swinging a hot bat recently and really came up big there. Uh, Cardinals got within one, and Rendon just responded immediately two pitches into the inning. Yeah, and we all knew that Rendon was a better hitter um, than to hit 200 or 210 all season long, um, you know, maybe some uh, a mechanical adjustment, maybe a mental adjustment. Um, I think it's it's curious timing um, that it, that he started to heat up when when Dusty Baker uh, shook the batting order up a little bit, and obviously Dusty's not going to change the order now that Rendon's hitting better because that uh, um, you know the whole uh, 
Uh, you don't want to move a guy when he's hot type of thing. But um, Rendon is hitting much better, and we knew that he would come around. Um, I really think that um, I really think that the long injury last year, um, you know, it really it did did mess with his swing a little bit. I think he was probably trying to press a little bit um, earlier this year, and 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 now he's getting good wood on the ball. Uh, making solid solid line drives, hitting the home run today. Um, I, I wanted to go back though really quickly. You touched on uh, the, the top of the seventh inning um, and, and the job that Felipe Rivera did to get out of that inning. He did give up the um, the, the sacrifice fly, uh, but then was able to get the next out. And, and sometimes, I want to remember, folks, sometimes that uh, the save in, in the game that doesn't happen in the ninth inning. It happens in the seventh inning there. Rivera uh, did a great job weaseling out of that. Uh, bases loaded, one out jam, um, and, and really should should be awarded with a save there, uh, preserving the Nats' lead at that point, allowing them to then go into the bottom of the seventh and the eighth and pile on and, and make this one eventually a laugher. Yeah, the rally didn't didn't end there in the seventh inning. Uh, Ramos and Espinosa with singles, Ben Revere with a walk to load them up. Jason Horst steps in in a pinch hit appearance against the left-hander, Dean Kiekeifer. I don't know why Mike Matheny didn't have a right-hander up there because Jason Worth stepped in for the 358 average versus left-handers so far this year. Bumps that up to 371, 13 for 35 after he hit the grand slam to center. Just absolutely crushed the pitch. I think it was 430-something feet to center field, the back of the little alleyway they have back there behind the center field fence. Just an absolute bomb by Worth to blow this game wide open. A big pinch hit appearance there. And, one of the best hits we've seen from him this year, at least a power hit, just absolutely crushed that ball. Yeah, that was a very curious decision by Mike Matheny to not have a right-hander available. Uh, he didn't have any, even have one warming up, and you could see that the pitcher spot was, was in the, the two-hole when they did the double switch. Uh, the Nats had Clint Robinson and, and, and Stephen Drew on the bench and Jason Worth, um, so the, he knew, Matheny knew that Dusty Baker had his choice of pinch hitters, you figured he'd had one of each, you know, righty and a lefty warming up. Um, maybe his bullpen was short. I mean, who knows? But, um, but yeah, I mean, feeding um, Kike for to, to Worth was is like, you know, feeding raw meat to a dog. It just it was a, a poor decision by Matheny to allow him to pitch to him there. Um, and Kike for was was having trouble anyway. Gave uh, Worth a center cut fastball. Worth was looking for it. Um, made no mistake. And we've talked about Worth. Um, ad nauseum on this show about how his bat speed is slowing down and he, he doesn't have the power um, with all the, the hand and wrist injuries that he's had, doesn't have the power that he used to. But uh, but when he guesses right and gets a good swing on a ball, he can still put a charge into it. And, uh, he really knocked the crap out of that one. That one blew it wide open. Uh, they added on Wilson Ramos, a 336 average on the year after his sixth home run in the eighth inning, made it 10-2, to two, a two-run blast. The last, really no doubter there. Uh, Wilson Ramos is setting himself up nicely for free agency if the Nats don't lock him up before then. We've talked about this before, but I don't see the catcher in their system that's going to step in and take his place as a starting catcher next year. I don't think Lobaton's that guy. I don't see Pedro Severino as that guy right now unless he makes significant improvements at the bat. He's probably there defensively, but still young and kind of unproven. Uh, Are you locking Wilson Ramos up as quick as you can so he doesn't hit the free agent market and get himself priced out of a return to D.C.? Um, I certainly would, would think that the, this is something that they're working on. I mean, I think that, that they could probably sign him um, to a decent uh, contract extension for both sides, I think, at this. Um, if Ramos continues to 
uh, play the rest of the season as he has so far this season. You're right. I think that um, that he would be setting himself up for a very, very nice payday. Um, he's a, a, a tremendous defensive player. Um, obviously, he's always had a good pop. Um, and if the uh, if the, the LASIK surgery really is turning him into um, uh, a, a better hitter, um, and this is a player that they, that they want to get locked up. Uh, I completely agree with you. I don't think that there's anybody in the system um, that you would hand over uh, every day uh, the everyday starting responsibilities to. Uh, uh, Lobotone is a, is a career backup. Uh, Severino doesn't hit enough to be an everyday starter. Uh, and and obviously a, a player like Spencer Kaiboom or um, uh, they've, they've got another prospect lower that, that's escaping me right now, but they just they just don't have it um, in the system right now. So if they let Ramos walk, they're going to have to go out and spend for a catcher anyway. So I would think that um, that they would want to lock Ramos up to stick with the player that they know. Moving on to a little big picture talk here. The Nationals about to head out on the road, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, and then Chicago for some AL action with the White Sox. Uh, Dusty Baker was talking just the other day, kind of uh, summing things up. They were 13 and 13 on the month of May to that point. Uh, 16 and after going 16 and 17 in April, he said, "Right now we're in first place." Well, they were close to it. They're going back and forth by percentage points with the Mets, but. Right now we're in first place, but we're kind of treading water is what Baker said. We haven't caught our stride. We haven't really, like, there's going to be times when we go two times around the rotation. That's what you want. You go two times around the rotation, everyone pitching good. Now you got a chance to win nine out of ten or ten out of ten. Uh, he said you got a couple guys hot. You need more than a couple guys hot. We've been pretty consistent. I just, as a manager, you want to you want more and we'll get more. Uh, sum up what you think of the Nationals so far. A 500-month, they're close to getting the 15 wins Dusty Baker wants every month. 15 wins every month, as he said, is some simple math that gives you 90 wins by the end of the season. What do you think about the Nationals heading out on this road trip? Uh, taking five of, five of seven from the cards this season, earning the split here was a good uh, outcome, but not the best home stand. And they're going out there uh, close to 50, 500 on the month and looking to get up to 15 wins. Yeah, this was a tough homestand. I mean, the, the Mets obviously are going to be the Nets' uh, primary competitor in the division. The Cardinals are, are always competitive. Um, this this is a big road trip. I mean, you go to Philly, uh, you go to Cincinnati, you really realistically have to win four or five of those ball games. I mean, the, the Reds aren't any good. Um, the Phillies are playing way over their head. Their their um, their record belies their uh, really lousy run differential. So. Um, the Nats really have to go up to Philadelphia and make a statement to say we're a better team than you are um, to repay them for that home sweep that, that the Phillies got uh, earlier in the month. They just need to go up there and lay the wood to them, um, win in Cincinnati, and then take your chances against a pretty decent White Sox team uh, at the end of the road trip. But um, realistically, they need to come out of this road trip with uh, with six or seven wins. I mean, these are these are teams that the Nats, if they want to be competitive, uh, if they think that they're going to contend for the division title, if they think they're going to contend for the National League pennant, these are teams that the Nats have to beat, and they need to uh, to get on a swing right now and get it done. Since we're just about out of time, we'll spare our <laughs> listeners and Dusty Baker a conversation about Michael A. Taylor batting second today. Nationals 30 and 21 on the year after the win. 10 to 2 in the nation's capital today. Tomorrow night, 7:05 in Philadelphia. Tanner Roark versus Hellboy Jeremy Hellickson in the series opener there. Nats nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. We'll talk to you after a game in the band box tomorrow night, sir. Sounds good. Have a good night, everybody.